0: Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. Daniel chapter 10, wonderful chapter. We're going to read pretty much the whole chapter from verse 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, It was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called whatever. Then the message was true, but the appointed time was long. And he understood, um, and he had understanding of the vision, the dream. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. He was so stirred about the state of the fact that Israel was in exile and had been for 70 years. He'd gone into exile as a teenager and here he was 80 years old, still in exile. Now he'd led in exile for for 70 years. Absolutely amazing. It's easy to read the book of Daniel and think it's over five minutes. He was there 70 years, faithful, on fire, uncompromising. In the lion's den, his friends were in the fire. All sorts of things thrown at him to compromise, but he refused. But he was so stirred one time, it says, In those days, for three weeks I was mourning, I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great um, a tigress. I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed, whose waist was girded with gold. He shone, his face was like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and his feet like burnished bronze in color, the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Sounds to me like he saw Jesus. And I alone saw the vision. All those who were there at the same time didn't see the vision, but they certainly felt it and they ran away. Therefore, I was left alone. And when I saw the vision, no strength remained in me. Can I just say, there is a reality of a supernatural encounter with God. There is a reality. And I know if some of you have been around a long time in the church world, We've sort of gone in and out of the seasons of being prayed for, people falling over and some people are not, why didn't I fall over? Did I get the anointing, didn't I? So we help you, we push you over. Uh, <laughs> whatever. I'm all for it. My pastor up until a few years ago, he said, if I have to throw you off a building, I'll do that just for you to get something. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. You can do whatever it takes. <laughs> But it's very clear from the Bible, when God turned up and and impacted people's lives, it physically affected them, physically affected them. One of the evenings during the prayer and fasting evenings we had here, the month of prayer, I could hardly move. It was like I was under a ton weight, could hardly move. That's a supernatural encounter with the Holy Spirit, without a doubt. So sometimes you just got to let yourself go. No, nope, nothing's going to move me, even God. Well, that's not overly a great way to live your life. I want to be easily moved, because Jesus is easily moved. The Bible says he is. Doesn't take much to affect Jesus. Doesn't take much for him to to rejoice or to forgive or to pour out his grace. He's not after some bit, no, he he, he didn't take much and he's moved. I'm always wanting to sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. What are you doing? Where are you going? Where are you moving? Who are you speaking to? What's happening? And he said, there was no strength remained in him. And he said, I became uh, frail. And I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O oh Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words I speak to you and stand upright. For I've now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. And then he said to me, Don't fear, Daniel. Daniel. <coughs> for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard and I've come because of your words but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days and behold, the archangel um, Michael came to help me for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the last days. For the, the dream refers to many days yet to come. When he'd spoken such words to me, I turned my face to the ground and became speechless. And suddenly, one having the image, the he looked like the sons of men, touched my lips and he opened my mouth then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the dream the, of vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I've retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord speak with you, my Lord? For as for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. I am drained. I am completely drained by this prayer time I've just had. I'm completely drained by this worship time I'm in the middle of. It's physically affected my life. I can hardly breathe. I can hardly speak. I certainly can hardly stand up. I'm standing here shaking. Just a thought. Then again, he touched me. And strengthened me. And he said, "O man, greatly beloved, do not fear. Shalom to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. And I said, let my Lord speak for you have strengthened me. Then he said, do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight the Prince of Persia and when I've gone forth, indeed, the Prince of Greece will come. Now, we're going to leave that there. I know for a number of us, that will be a very familiar passage of Scripture. For others of you, perhaps you've never heard that before, and you're thinking, what is going on? You've got angels here fighting people, and the Prince of Persia, and Greece, and whatever else. Well, today I want to speak on God is at work. God is at work. We've all got things we're believing for. We've all got dreams. We've all got expectations. We've all got desires. We've all got plans. We've got over eight about 800 prayer cards. Not prayer cards. Eight, I know you're looking at it going, what really, 800? I've counted them. Just under 800 prayer cards, 770 something. And their dreams, desires on the inside. And sometimes you can, you know, perhaps you see the world around you, you see your circumstances, and you say nothing's changed. But I want to tell you today, God is already at work. God is already moving. God is already at work. The seeds you sowed is already growing a harvest. The prayer of healing you've prayed is already working healing in your life. The prayers you've prayed over your family are already turning into their salvation. God is at work. God is moving. You know, perhaps it's something new that you've put on the wall and your heart is stirred about, something brand new. You've never thought about it. As you prayed for this year, God dropped something in your heart and thought, wow, I've never, that's a brand new dream. For other people, perhaps it's something you've been standing for for months, weeks, or years. Well, I'm gonna say, keep standing because God is at work. God is already moving. We're not of those who are led by what we see. We are those who are led by what we believe. Yes. Amen. You see, what you cannot see is there's stuff going on behind the scenes. There's the upfront and there's the behind the scenes. There's the stuff that you can feel, touch, see, hear, and then there's the stuff that's happening, can I use this expression, in the Spirit. In the Spirit. This whole chapter is about stuff happening in the Spirit. When it speaks here of the Prince of Grecia and the Prince of Persia, it's speaking about angels. Stuff going on in the Spirit. There were things happening in the Spirit that you couldn't yet see the effects of in the natural. But it was absolutely vital to understand that they were happening in the Spirit first. Just because you can't see a change doesn't mean to say God hasn't started the process of change. You see, even you know, if I was speaking to business people, we often look at all of a sudden there's an overnight success. Yeah, that overnight success took 20 years behind the scenes before they came on the world stage. Suddenly a church gets out of nowhere and all of a sudden everyone's hearing about CityGate or everyone's hearing about another church. Well, yeah, it's been 26 years in the making behind the scenes. See, the people that see a turnaround, the people that see outstanding moves of God are the people that are prepared to stand and keep praying. Don't give up praying. Don't give up praying, just keep praying. Keep standing, keep believing keep praising, keep worshiping, keep forgiving. Yeah. It's the ones that are in this for the long haul. Yes. Not the overnight ones, they sort of whoo and <sniffs> It's the ones who say, no, it's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me and that's it for good. Yes. It's the ones that say, we're gonna pray for our city and no matter what it looks like, we're gonna keep, keep praying until it changes, and then we're gonna pray some more. Our prayers are not dependent on what we see. Our prayers are dependent on what we believe. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Now this is the confidence we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, God hears us. And if we know that God hears us, whatever we ask, We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. There's a lot of no's in there. We know He hears us. We know we have it. We know that what we pray for, we're gonna get. We know it. We know it. We don't feel it. We don't see it. We know it. And as a result of the knowing, we see it and we feel it and we believe it. You see, there are two kinds of people. Those who judge the outcome by what they see and those who determine, determine the outcome by what they believe. Make the decision today on February the 12th to be a believer. Oh, I've been a believer for 20 years. Well, yeah, but there's a whole lot of believers that don't believe anything. I love that song about, I know you can. I love it, I love it, I love it. About you're able, you can, you're able. But every time we sing it, I want to change at least one of the choruses. Just winking at Ben down here. So perhaps we sing, I know you can, no, too hard, no, no, I know you will. A whole lot of people believe that God is able, but there are still arguments about what He will do. And I want to tell you, see, a lot of people know God can heal, but I don't believe God can heal. I believe He will heal. There's a huge difference there. I know that God can prosper. I don't believe God can prosper. I believe He will prosper. All the time you have a question mark about the will of God, you will never walk in the will of God. You only walk in the will of God when you know the will of God. And when you know the will of God, you're no longer singing about able and can. Now I love the song, I, I sing it at home because there is a truth about I know you can and I know you will. Sorry, I know you can and I know you're able. But you got to take that in your faith and put it into a place of, and I know you will. I know you will. I know you can and you will. We are a will church, not just a can church. And I love Daniel. He was a will man, not just a can man. So let me get into this today. Number one as we decide today to be a believer. Number one, the battle is in the heavenlies. The battle is in the heavenlies. See, situations change on earth because battles have been won in the heavens. Fundamental. You see, a lot of the church or a lot of people see it the other way around. Things happen in the heavens because of what happens on earth. No, things happen on earth because of what happens in heaven. So we gotta be heavenly minded people. We gotta realize that what we pray in the spirit will determine what happens here on earth. You know, I certainly, wanna, I certainly don't wanna become political, a political preacher. So I, I haven't been for 31 years of ministry, but the church must not fight the battles on earth politically. We must fight them spiritually. And as a result of that, we change the politics. Absolutely vital. Our prayers release God's will. Our prayers release God's power. Our prayers release God's angels. Our prayers win the battles. Today's, I'm not doing a spiritual warfare preach today but we've got to understand this. You see, God is at work and the first place He's at work is in the Spirit. The battle is in the heavenlies. There are forces against you. Not often we talk about this stuff. There are forces against you to prevent the answer coming through. You see, absolutely, 1 John 5, I've just read it. We know God hears us, we know we have the petitions that we've asked. We know God hears, we know God acts, we know God releases the answer. But often, in between the answer being released and the answer being received, there is a war. And if you're not fighting that war, don't be surprised if all the things God has released, you don't walk in. Don't be surprised. Oh, Pastor Jay, the Bible has this promise, but I'm not in it. Well, are you fighting? Are you going to war with this thing? Are you going to war over your kids? There is a battle on for the mentality of this generation, big time. In three or four weeks' time, I'm gonna be dealing with gender and sexuality. And I'm gonna be dealing with the spirit of the world. And we're gonna go there. Big time, we're going there. And um, you need to be here. You need your youth to be here. You need your kids to be here. Absolutely vital because it's important that we understand who we need to be in order to pray, in order to see the battle won in the heavenlies, in order to see things change on the earth. But aren't you glad more of those who are with us than those who are with them? And us and the them are not on earth in the natural. We're talking about in the spirit here. The battle's in the heavenlies. And we have authority in Jesus' name. Angels are fighting on your behalf. Angels are, are there with their swords and their shields on our behalf in the heavenlies in the generation that we live in. If you read about the end times, you read a lot about the workings of angels. Angels shout, angels pour out, angels speak, angels release. So it's really important that we are praying because the battle is in the heavenlies. The more we pray, the harder it is for Satan to get a foothold. The more we pray, the easier it is for someone to turn to Christ. The more we pray, the greater the breakthrough will be. The more we pray, the more God's will is done. The more we pray, the more God's kingdom advances. The more we pray, the more abundance is released. The more we pray, the more healings are revealed. The more we pray, the greater influence the church has because the battle is in the heavenlies. Can I hear an amen this morning? Number two, God moves On the first day. God moves on the first day. It's just important to get your mind straight on some of this stuff right now. We're not waiting for God to move. God moves on the first day. We read in Daniel chapter 10, from verse 12, (coughs) where the angel, (coughs) excuse me, actually says, I came, I moved on the first day you prayed. On the first day. From the very first day you set your heart, boom. I was, re- I was released. And it took him 21 days to get there. But he moved on the first day. God moves on the first day. I love this. Psalm 56 verses 9 to 11. The very moment I call to you for a Father's help, the tide of the battle turns. Are you getting this this morning? Yeah. The very moment, the very moment I call to you for a Father's help, the tide of the battle's turn and my enemies flee. This one thing I know, God is on my side. I trust in the Lord. And I praise Him. I trust in the Word of God and I praise Him. What harm could man do to me? With God on my side, I will not be afraid of what comes. My heart overflows with praise to God and for His promises, I will always trust in Him. Can we just give God some praise right now for that? (laughs) Hallelujah. The very first moment you pray, God moves. The very first moment you cry out in the name of Jesus, God hears. The very first moment you resist the enemy, authority is released. The very first moment you're praying for CityGate, God moves. The very first moment you're praying for that unsaved part of your family, God moves on your behalf. Your prayers release the power of God. We're like Elijah. James chapter five, the effective, fervent, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working. Number three, and all these overlap of course, but hey, I just got enjoyed myself writing these notes. Number three, the answer is on its way. (laughs) You see, God moves on the first day and the answer is on its way. When I look and I see and it's as if nothing is happening around me, I can encourage myself, the answer's on its way. Now, I'm so glad that God is not like a lot of delivery companies now. Aren't you glad? It's been delivered. No, it hasn't. There's the photograph, not my house. Says it's here. Nope. Says it was left under the plant pot. Nope, don't have a plant pot. <laughs> It'll be there tomorrow. So you stay in all day and it's there the next day. Aren't you glad that God is not like, God, God is dependable. Amen. The answer is not, if God says it's on its way, it's on its way. If God says he's released it, he's released it. It's on its way. I mean, there are times you can go to to whatever. There's only two courier companies I use and I won't advertise them. But it's not. No, I won't go there. Anyway. And it's so good, you can go online and you can type in the number, the tracking number. And it says, in transit. In transit. That's what God wants to encourage you with today. It's in transit. It's on its way. The answer is on its way. There is a conviction on the inside of the believer that says, I know God is moving. God is arranging situations. God is arranging people for our good. Don't stop while the package is still in transit. Don't get impatient. Don't get frustrated. Don't get discouraged. And never quit. Never quit. Don't order another one when you know your one's still coming. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Never quit. It's closer today than it was yesterday. We get things internationally into the church and, you know, equipment, stuff, cheaper, different parts of the country or the the nation. And sometimes it says, it's left this port and it's arrived at that port. And it's left that port and it's at the international global hub. And it's left the global hub and it's now in wherever. Wherever. And now it's out for delivery. And you see different stages of it. You may sometimes see different stages of your prayers being answered, but never quit until you know that 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 you have got what you prayed for. Number four, keep speaking the promise. Thank you, band. Keep speaking the promise. I love this. The angel said, I've come because of your words. I've come because of your words. Everybody say, my words. words. Release Release angels. Okay. You see, don't be afraid or ashamed to keep praying the same thing. Keep saying the same thing. Confess the same word, confess the same promise. Keep declaring, keep declaring, because the angel comes because of your words. Daniel didn't stop for three weeks praying the same thing over and over and over. And you know what he prayed? He prayed Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10. Now we all know verse 11. Which is, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not of evil. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Hope and a future. But you need to read verse 10. You will be in exile for 70 years and then I'll bring you out. And Daniel read it in the book. And he went, that's a word for me. So he started to pray it. And he kept on praying it. 70 years is up today 70 years 70 years 70 years I've been here 70 years 70 years 70 years 70 years and every time he said 70 years time to come out the angel won a little bit more in the heavenlies and then he declare, 70 years it's time to come out of exile and the battle was even more won in the heavenlies and the more he declared it the more the battle was won the more he declared it the more he knew in himself that he was coming out of exile and coming back into the promised land hallelujah Keep Keep declaring the promises. Why haven't I got any music yet? (laughs) Should be there somewhere. The angel said, I've come because of your words. Keep praying the same thing. Keep declaring the promises of God. Don't just pray one thing and then in your conversation say something else. I would love to have heard Daniel's conversation. So there he was praying for three weeks. 70 years, we're coming out. And then over lunch, how are you feeling? Oh, I don't know. We've been here a long time. How long is this gonna take? Salt water, fresh water. You gotta speak the same thing. What you say in prayer, you say to your wife. What you say in prayer, you say to your kids. What you say in prayer, you say to yourself. Oh, thank you Father, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. How you doing today? Oh, I feel terrible. Mate, come on, get a grip. Get a grip on your mouth. Get a grip on your words. It's so easy for those words to slip out. You know, in prayer, oh, wonderful. We all have this amazing mountain moving faith, but in our everyday conversation, oh, we're authentic. No, we're in unbelief. You gotta declare the same thing in your prayer time as you do in your conversation. How you doing? Healed, bless God. How you doing? Coming out of exile, hallelujah. See, it's not just what we say in prayer, it's what we say, period. Are you getting anything out of this today? Keep speaking life, keep speaking hope. Keep speaking faith. Keep speaking against fear and anxiety and worry. Keep speaking against doubt. Keep speaking against the bad report. Instead, keep speaking the victory. Keep speaking the miracles. Keep speaking the breakthrough. Keep speaking the favour. Keep speaking the Word of Almighty God because His Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides spirit, soul, joints and marrows. It upholds all things. It can bring down nations and raise up the church. It can heal your body just like a medicine, hallelujah. It can bring your finances. He sent His Word and He healed them. He sent His Word and He prospered them. He sent His Word and He delivered them. And the Word He sends today is the Word out of your mouth and out of my mouth. Out of your spirit, out of my spirit. Out of your praise and out of my praise. Declare the Word, declare the Word. Prophesy the Word, speak the Word, shout the Word, pray the Word, prophesy the Word, magnify the Word, exalt the Word, love the Word, rejoice in the Word, magnify the Word. Come on, let's give Him some praise today. Hallelujah. Father, we thank You today. Lord, that You're at work in every circumstance, in every situation. Salvation is on its way. Healing is on its way. Lord, deliverance is on its way. Breakthrough is on its way, a day closer than it was yesterday. And Father, we thank you, God, that we can have total trust and dependence on you. That that which you started, you will bring it through to full completion. And we stand and we refuse to quit. We will keep praying and pray some more. And Father, we thank you, God, That greater things than we've ever seen before are already on their way. In Jesus' mighty Name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give a shout of faith in the house today. Yes, God. You know, the greatest thing that God ever does is He saves a human life. He saves a human life. That's what Jesus came and died for. He hung on the cross 2,000 years ago to take your sin and my sin. He wasn't just a good man or a teacher. He wasn't just somebody who went about and you know, just doing some good things. The Bible says that He was the lamb sacrificed on the cross of Calvary. The God man The Son of the living God, Jesus Christ, who never did anything wrong. And He paid the price for your sin and for mine. Yeah, you can go through your life and you can identify all the things you failed at. All the things that the Bible calls sin. And He died for all of them. died for all of them. He took upon Himself adultery. He took upon Himself lying and stealing. He took upon Himself immoral sexuality. He took upon Himself hatred, racism. He took upon Himself unforgiveness. He died for all of it. But at the very heart of it, what He really died for was a godlessness. You see, everybody needs to come back to God. And Jesus, when He died on the cross, He took yours and mine. He took our separation. That we were born with. The moment you conceived, you're born into a place of death. That Jesus says, but I've come to give you life and life in all its fullness. And you can't clean yourself up. You can't improve yourself to the place where you earn your salvation. No, you got to receive what He did on the cross for you. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with Almighty God the Father who created you and loved you so much He killed His own Son to get you. He paid your price. He took your death. He took your sin, your sickness, your poverty, your disease, your depression. He took it all. But when He was raised from the dead three days later, He defeated it all. And He was raised in total victory over all of it. And He said, now, if you give your life to Me, you can have that victory. And that's what the Christian life is. It's a life of abundant life in all its fullness over everything that the devil wants to kill you with. So today, will you receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? It's not just about, oh, I believe there's a God somewhere. Well, yeah, so does the devil actually. He believes there's a God. It's not about believing in God. It's about loving Jesus and saying, Jesus, will You come into my life, into my heart? Will You take out the old and bring in Your new? I want to be born again. Jesus said you must be born again, which means a brand new start in life. And for you, perhaps you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. That new birth can happen here today. And it happens supernaturally by the Spirit of God. The Bible says when you declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be born again. You'll be saved, a brand new start in life. And from that very day, You're no longer in darkness, you're in the light. You're no longer in death, you're in life. And the greatest thing of all, you're no longer apart from God. You're in the family of God. God is your Father. And that means your eternity is with Him. With every eye closed, please, and every head bowed. If you're here today and you know you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour for the first time, or you know you've got to come back to God. You were once on fire for God and no longer is that fire burning. For whatever reason, it's grown cold. You haven't been around church for years. Whatever it is, you can, you can in all your ways, argue the point, justify it. You can say it's because of COVID. You can say, it's no, can we say it's because of one thing, you are gone cold and it's time to come back to God. So if you're here today and you need to receive Jesus as Lord for the very first time or come back to God with every eye closed and every head bowed, if that's you, you're gonna be really confident and bold right now and you're gonna lift your hand right up high in this auditorium and say, yep, that's me. Wonderful, wonderful. Is there anybody here today? Come on, there are people that need to come back to God in this room. Is there anybody here today? Last time as I look across this auditorium, and online as well. I want to encourage you online to to respond and give your heart to Jesus. Is there anybody here today? Last time as I look across this auditorium. Let's say Heavenly Father, thank You that You love me. You've demonstrated Your love by sending Your Son Jesus to die on the cross to give me life. Thank You Jesus for dying for me. I receive You today as my Lord, my Saviour, my Friend, I turn away from the way I've lived, apart from You. And by the help of Your grace and Your power, I'll never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, can we celebrate today? Hallelujah.